So this is an incredibly important episode. I've had a couple of people reach out to me um, asking about acceptance and surrender and this idea of, you know, accepting that you're going to be single forever. And that's what you need to be doing if you want to manifest love. I want to clarify a few things because that is not actually the case. So I want to get really clear about what acceptance and surrender is. And I'm going to talk you through an insanely powerful practice. It's going to get you into the flow of life, the flow of manifesting to have what you want come into your life. Let's get into it now. Welcome to the Loved Up Effect podcast. I'm Emily Bucknell, your dating, love and manifestation coach here to get you from feeling unloved, stressed out and single to completely loved up and in the relationship of your dreams. If you're a smart, successful woman over 30 and you're wanting to find love, but no matter how much you want it or how hard you try, it just isn't happening for you then you're in the right place. I'm here to answer your biggest and most frustrating questions when it comes to dating, love and relationships in a way that no one else will so that you know exactly what you need to do in order to manifest your absolute dream love. This is the Loved Up Effect. Let's get into today's episode. Okay, so you've probably heard that acceptance of what is or surrender to what is you know, is ultimately how you manifest what it is that you want, you know, how you have that dream relationship come into your life. You know, and if you're new to manifestation, if you're like, what are you talking about, Emily? (laughs) A-OK. I'm going to walk you through how all of this works. Um, So back in the day when I was struggling to find love, it annoyed me a lot. (laughs) It annoyed me a lot. You know, I was the last single friend. I was always the one with all the like relationship drama where I was constantly calling my friends in tears and this happened, that's happened, all of that kind of stuff. You know, I was sick of having the, you know, the kind of crappy boyfriends that dumped me. I was sick of always being the third wheel, you know, though also very grateful to my friends for always including me on their dates. (laughs) You know, I just wanted that relationship of my own, but instead there I was. You know, every night going home to an empty apartment, having those like really long, I feel like Sunday was always the longest day of the week where it was like, what am I going to do with my time here? You know, I hated it. Like, to be perfectly honest, I hated it. It wasn't the life that I wanted. You know, I think when I was growing up and stuff like that, I think this is also watching probably Father of the Bride too many times. Um, But, you know, I always thought, okay, I'll be married or at least in the relationship when I'm 25 and having kids at 30 and it'll all be very lovely. But, you know, there I was at like 31 and totally single. You know, it wasn't the life that I always thought that I had and it felt really awful living it. You know, it felt like life, you know, life was just or God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. It felt like it was just being so freaking awful to me. You know, I always had this sense of like frustration, anger, annoyance. You know, and obviously beneath that, there was this sadness that, you know, here I was. And I used to say this to myself a lot. Like, I know that I'm a really loving person. Like, I have so much love to give. I just want to have a nice relationship. I'm, you know, in a relationship. I know I'm incredible and I have so much to give. Um, But it was just like, here I am. And like, why isn't it happening for me? Why can't I do anything and have it happen for me? You know, I wasn't okay with what was. I wasn't okay with the way that my life was. I wasn't okay being single. You know, and that, my friends, is fighting what is. You know, I always felt like I was in this fight with life where it's like, come on. Like, how much harder do I have to push? How much harder do I have to want it in order to have it? 
you know, and fighting what is, the thing about this is it keeps you experiencing what it is that you don't want. And you may say like, why is that? And this is when you start to think about manifestation, which I know, like if you're new to it, and I felt the same way too, I was like, ah, I'm not into that woo-woo stuff. Um, you know, when I get, when you talk about manifestation, it sounds woo-woo as anything, but really it's just the unseen stuff, like your energy and your mindset, you know, which ultimately determines the result of the action that you take. You know, any action that you take in life, you know, you're bringing your energy and your mindset, and ultimately that has a powerful effect on the outcome that you have. You know, this is why different people can take this very same action dating. You know, you can get on the exact same app as your best friend and get wildly different results, you know, and that's why, you know, it's because, you know, you're bringing your energy and your mindset, you're bringing who it is that you are. Action, I really want you to understand this, action never occurs in isolation, never occurs in isolation. So if you're fighting life, if you're in that place and you're just like, this just sucks, <laughs> I am so sick of being single and dating and trying so hard. You know, if you feel like you're fighting life, then the energy that you're bringing is frustration, annoyance. And as, you know, a whole bunch of the 12 universal laws state, you know, you always, you're always going to get back what you put out. You know, so if you're putting out that energy of frustration and annoyance, you're only going to get back more people, more situations, more experiences that give you more of that frustration, that annoyance, that anger. You know, and honestly, even think about this. Think about the last time that you were frustrated. Like the last time you're like, oh, <laughs> did the frustration help you get what it is that you want? And usually when you're frustrated, this is when you stuff things up more, right? <laughs> you know, you think about the tennis players where they're like not playing a great game and they get really frustrated and then they like chuck their rackets. Like that's not actually helping them win the game, is it? You know, now you got a broken racket. You know, even yesterday, my son was trying to open up a banana <laughs> and it just wouldn't do it for him. And he ended up throwing it on the ground. You know, this is what frustration does. It's like, I want to get the banana, but I'm frustrated I can't open, so I'll throw it on the ground. Like that doesn't actually help you eat the banana. <laughs> and I even think back to this, I think I've talked about this example before, but it's always like so, it always comes up when I talk about frustration. You know, back when I was a teenager, I used to love sewing. I always had this like big, you know, I think I was watching too much Project Runway. I don't know if it was around then, but either way, I was like, yeah, I'll create these like amazing dresses and it will be a fabulous and all that kind of thing. Never quite turned out how I expected ever. <laughs> you know, but I'd be so passionate and so determined and like so in it. And then you get kind of tired when you're sewing for like five hours straight, um, trying to create these amazing, you know, designer collections that I thought I was doing. So cute. Um, but you know, you, I'd be sewing and then you get kind of frustrated because something doesn't go right. And then you end up kind of like ripping things and like, and my mom always said to me, she was like, when you feel that way, you got to step back. You got to step back because you're only going to make it worse. Frustration only makes things worse. So like I said, remember, I remember feeling like I was fighting life. Like I was up just this like brick wall where I was like, mm. but like, and I, and I so vividly recall this, but then you kind of want to ask the question too, like, how do you actually fight life? Like this isn't a fight that you can win. You know, if you're fighting what is, you ain't going to win it. You know, life isn't here to fight you. It isn't here to fight you. And this honestly is where acceptance and surrender comes in. 
you know, acceptance and surrender is all about getting you out of that. Like, I don't like the situation that I'm in right now. I'm fighting it. I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed by it. I'm sad. All of those things. Acceptance and surrender about getting you out of that place and being like, okay, this is what is, you know, it's that energetic shift that gets you out of fighting and into saying, okay, you know, this is where I am right now. I can't change it, you know, but I can change how I feel about it. And I may as well be okay with it, you know, because otherwise you're just choosing, you know, to feel crap in the moment when you can actually choose to feel okay. You know, in any given moment, I think this is probably going to be a big lesson for a lot of people. In any given moment, you choose how you feel about something, you know, and we all make different choices all the time. You know, I love the example, you know, you might be stuck in a traffic jam and you can be like angry as all hell about it. Or you can be like, you know what? In this moment, I choose like there's nothing I can do about it. I may as well not make this moment worse by feeling horrible. Why not just like, you know, go to the, you know, car karaoke playlist that I have and belt out some tunes and have fun. You know, you may as well make the present moment amazing. So this is an absolute game changer of a shift to make. Like literally, honestly, if you take nothing else from me, take this. The key to life is loving the moment that you are given right now. Loving the moment that you're given right now. I love like this was a game changer for me where it was like get out of like hating and fighting life and just enjoy the moment that you've been given. And a lot of this, um, you know, I learned from Eckhart Tolle's books. I'll link them in the show notes, particularly A New Earth. Um, even talking about that, I'm like inspired to read it again. Um, but get reading them if you haven't already, because it's really about this kind of acceptance. A lot of his work is about this acceptance and surrender to what is and enjoying the moment of now. So this brings me really to what I want to clarify inside this episode. This idea of what surrender and acceptance actually is. What it actually is. You know, because I think often this gets misinterpreted or misrepresented. um, And it's really important that you understand it because what I'm going to walk you through can literally be the difference between you relegating yourself to being absolutely single forever or stepping into what acceptance actually is and then ultimately manifesting your dream love. So this episode really has come about in response to a question that I had from someone and I'll read it out word for word. I've accepted my future as a single person and now I'm more single than ever. Why is this so hard? Because I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm accepting my life as it is you know, assuming I'm just going to be single and accepting that. So I'm not online dating. I'm not fighting or forcing things anymore. And now I'm more single than ever. And I really want to clarify this because I'm sure And there's another one, another uh, question that I had from someone else that I'll read as well that relates to all of this. And I think just, I was like, oh, we need to clarify this for you guys. Um, so the big thing that I really want to say is that acceptance and surrender It isn't about accepting what your future is. It isn't about accepting what your future is. It's about merely accepting and surrendering to the moment of now. And it's a massive difference. Like it's a subtle difference, but it is a massive difference in terms of what you're going to manifest in your life. Like when you accept that you're going to be single forever. So what this person has done or said that they've done, like, I'm just going to accept that I'm going to be single forever then that's like essentially giving up on ever having the relationship. And then that is exactly what is going to happen. You know, so I hope you can see why this difference is absolutely everything. I don't want you 
to accept or even think that you have to accept a future where you're going to be single forever unless of course that's what it is that you want and I'm assuming that isn't what you want you know that you want to have your dream relationship your dream love you know which is why you're listening to this podcast so please you have to keep that as your vision for your future your vision for your future is you in your dream relationship there's no mincing that it has to be you in your dream relationship And the thing about this is just not letting that vision that you have for your dream relationship have you fall into hating where it is that you are right now. And that's what a lot of people fall into. It's like, I want this. I don't have it. So I hate where I am right now. So don't let the fact that you don't yet have the relationship define how you feel about your life right now. You know, this is that that's the pattern that I fell into for years years and I know it's the one that a lot of you listening to right now are struggling with as well so I cannot stress this enough I cannot stress this enough keep your desire for love there see your future as epic amazing filled with love building a life with the partner of your dreams get excited about it feel incredible about it and feel that way as well about the life that you're living right now also this is key this is key because it gets you out of lack you know, focusing, of the, focusing on the lack of a relationship in your life, which only attracts more like, lack, <laughs> only attracts more lack. So I really want to make this clear. Acceptance and surrender isn't about giving up. It's, about, it's not about saying, okay, I accept I'm going to be single forever. It's about being happy now, even if you don't have the relationship that you want. So I, I really want this to be very clear. Acceptance and surrender isn't about giving up. It's about being happy now, even if you don't have the relationship that you want. Because the other part of this is that giving up is like not taking action. You know, if you give up and you say, okay, well, I'm just going to be single forever. Forget about dating. <laughs> like, I'll just do nothing. I'm going to be single forever. I'll just do nothing. You know, and then you stop taking that kind of action. You know, then you're not going to end up in the relationship that you want. You know, you have to be taking action. It has to be inspired action. And so if you want to know what inspired action is, that was what the previous episode was about. I'll link that in the show notes as well. You have to be taking inspired action. So you're actually moving towards love. You know, you're going to stay single. And like the person who reached out said, you know, you're going to end up more single than ever. If it's like, okay, I'm accepting. If you're doing these two things and you're saying, okay, I accept I'm going to be single for the rest of my life and I'm going to give up on dating and everything entirely, 100%, you are going to be more single than ever. You know, this is why it's so important to maintain that desire and that vision for your future. Just to look at it with excitement and that unflappable belief that it is totally inevitable. It is inevitable. It is your future. And when you go about life with that deeper knowing, You know, that knowing or that belief where it's like, yeah, I'm going to be in that relationship. You know, having that belief in your unconscious mind, then then the universe, your intuition, it all gets switched on to making that happen. You have to have that vision in your unconscious mind. You have to have the vision in your unconscious mind. So you turn, like, so you say, that's you saying to the universe, that's you saying to your intuition, this is what I want to create. And then all of that stuff that, you know, that, 
huge power that we don't have, the power of the universe, the power of your intuition, it all gets switched on. It says, okay, this is what we're moving towards. You know, you're going to be get those kinds of intuitive nudges to take certain action. Opportunities will come your way, you know, that will put you in the path to love. Like you'll start, the stuff will just start happening. <laughs> but you have to have that vision in your unconscious mind. And that's the first step. Um, the first step that we actually take inside the loved up effect, step two of the loved up effect, the first thing that we do is putting that vision in your unconscious mind into your future. You know, there's an incredible modality that I love using neural energetic encoding where we literally like get that vision insanely clear of what it is that you want to create. And then we put it into your future. So your unconscious mind is like, this is where I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to be. And when you have that there, when you have that in your unconscious mind, you know, when that is actually the vision of the future that you have and you're not envisioning yourself single crazy cat lady in an apartment by yourself and nobody with no human contact at all. Like if that's what you're envisioning, that's what, you're in, that's what your unconscious mind, the universe, your intuition is pushing you towards. You know, that's going to be the kind of action that you take that's going to get you to that place. That vision has to be in your unconscious mind. And neural energetic encoding is the best way to put it in your unconscious mind. You know, so like I said, if you give up and you say, okay, yeah, I'm going to be single forever. I'm okay with that. Then that's like turning that switch off. It's like turning off that kind of connection with the universe and your intuition that's going to get you into your dream relationship. You close yourself off to those opportunities. You're not going to see them. You're not going to be inspired to take them. It's like, here I am living my single life. So like I said, I also had someone else reach out a lot um, with something along the same lines. And again, this is word for word. How does one prepare or be happy being partnerless for many more years and simultaneously be open to love and taking action to pursue relationships? This seems to spark a lot of cognitive dissonance and it's challenging to do both, especially at my age. If you're a smart, successful single woman over 30 and you're stuck attracting all the non-committal, emotionally unavailable men or the ones that you don't find attractive at all, it's been months since you've been on a second or third date or even a first and you're that close to giving up on dating entirely because it doesn't seem to matter what app you're on or how hard you try to play the game. It's the same disappointing experiences over and over and over. Then you're stuck in what I call dating hell. And the reason you're stuck there is because you're focusing almost entirely on action. What app you need to be on, strategizing over every message you receive and send, wearing red dresses on first dates, playing hard to get. It goes on and on and on. And yes, you 100% have to take action to find love, but the bottom line is that the action you're taking isn't working. Here's why. Dating isn't just about the action that you take. If it was, then every smart, successful, single woman could hop on Bumble and expect to get the same result. But that doesn't happen, does it? There are two other essential pieces to having success dating that most dating coaches don't talk enough about, your energy and your mindset. Think of these like the prep work you have to do before painting a wall. You know, the sanding, filling in holes, undercoating. You know, if you don't get these right, yeah, you can still slap some paint on the wall, but it isn't gonna be the end result that you want. The same goes for dating. If dating isn't what you want it to be, then I guarantee there's something in your energy or mindset that's off. And your opportunity is here to find out what that is and fix it. Inside my seven day dating bootcamp, The Dating Reset, 
where each day you'll receive a powerful and practical action step that combined will get you on a date you actually enjoy within a week. The link is in the show notes to join now and the best bit is for a limited time, it's totally free to join. So hopefully what I've already said answers or at least clarifies this. And totally guys, it took me years to truly understand this, to truly understand what acceptance and surrender is. You know, because it does, like where it's like, okay, I kind of have to be okay with not having what it is that I want. You know, it sparks that a lot of that cognitive dissonance. You know, as though it's like I have to care and not care at the same time, like have it but not care and be happy now. You know, we're not built that way necessarily. It doesn't, it's not something that really comes natural to a lot of us. You know, so have the desire to have the relationship, knowing that it's inevitable, knowing that you've put that out into the universe, it's coming, it's a done deal, and then just enjoy your life as it is now. This is what this means. You know, forget about the when, the how, that is not your job. That's what the universe does. That's what the universe is in control of. Your job, from here on out, my friends, your job is just to enjoy right now. That is literally it. First job, I must say, is get that vision into your unconscious mind, into your future, and then enjoy the moment of now that is literally it. Which brings me, of course, to my absolute favorite analogy. <laughs> it's so good. And every I can't help but use this analogy because it's so epic. Like when you go into a restaurant, you sit down, the waiter comes around, you order the most delicious pasta dish, whatever it is. For me, it's always the pasta dish. And then what do you do is you just chill at your table, having a great time, chatting, enjoying the setting, you know, looking around, always love a place with fairy lights outside. You know, maybe you've got a great view of something, you know, just enjoying where it is that you are, knowing that when your food is ready, it's going to appear. You know, you're not going into the kitchen every 35 seconds to be like, okay, how much longer? You know, you're not asking the waiter, okay, I ordered um, like a minute ago, when is it going to come? You're not doing any of those things. That is surrender and that is acceptance. Putting your order in, having that dream in your future, in your unconscious mind, and then just enjoying the moment of now. And to do that, I appreciate to do it. You have to have those solid and completely unshakable beliefs. You know, that if I order my pasta, if I order my dream relationship, both sound delicious, then it's coming. You know, you have to have that belief that it's coming. You have to have that trust in the universe and the power that's bigger than us all. You have to trust that the restaurant, the waiters, the chef, it's all going to happen. It's all going to be delivered. So yeah, trusting in the universe, it's a pretty big key to mastering surrender and acceptance. And honestly, when you're able to do this, this is like that kind of like supercharging things. Like when you can be like, okay, I know I've put it out there. All I got to do is enjoy right now. I mean, it takes all the pressure off for one. <laughs> it's actually really fun as well. <laughs> you know, but when you do that, it's like that's when you get into the flow of life. So if you find that you have resistance to this, like anything that I'm talking about right now, like if you have that resistance to just enjoying the life that you have now, 
knowing that when you do that, then that's when what you want will come into your life. Then, like I said, I completely and utterly get that. You know, I am such a recovering control freak. (laughs) Such a recovering control freak where it's like, you know, I think one of my mantras back in the day was like, you can never rely on anybody else. Like you have to do everything. So it means that like trying to trust in the universe in something that you're like, I can't even see this necessarily. You know, is there really proof about like, you know, you can get really cynical about it. You know, but I got to this point and I think a lot of us get to this point where you're like the pain, like you have to do something else. I was just like, I can't keep up this struggle. I cannot keep up this fight. I cannot keep up feeling this way. Like I have to choose something different. You know, I have to choose a different way to live my life. You know, and Eckhart Tolle talks a lot about like his own experience, like to a more massive extent than mine. Like there just has to be a different way. You know, so I honestly, back in the day, you know, I didn't think that life was easy or kind. You know, but I got to that point where I was like this, like I can't do this anymore. Like I cannot fight what is. I want this relationship. I want this life so much. But what I'm doing and how I feel is just like it was soul destroying. You know, no matter what I did, no matter what I did, what app you're on, you know, wearing red dresses on first dates, not replying to messages, initiating contact, following all the rules. Like no matter what I did, I couldn't get life to do what I wanted, you know, and it was destroying me in the process. So honestly, I just made the decision. I was like, okay, well, like, what do I have to lose? What do I have to lose? (laughs) It may sound totally counterintuitive. It may sound completely and utterly like woo-woo BS, But I got to this point where I was like, I don't know. What have I got to lose? What have I got to lose? Feeling like crap? Great. (laughs) So I made the decision to give like the whole thing a go. And this is during the time um, I picked up The Alchemist. um, And I was like, and I was reading all of this stuff, like Eckhart Tolle, all the things. And there was a book also that um, Oprah wrote called Things I Know For Sure or something along those lines. I'll find it and link it as well. Um, But really... A lot of what Eckhart Tolle speaks about and a lot of what I was kind of hearing at this time. So this was just after I got ghosted from the guy that I totally thought was a one. And I was like, just lowest point, like what on earth do I do here? And this is when I really got into what I now teach, where I was like, okay, I got to turn this stuff around. Um, And a lot of what was coming to me was this like power of gratitude, like gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Like Oprah talks a lot about gratitude and the fact there was one story she tells actually where she told somewhere and I was like, wow, where as a kid, I think she went to like, I don't know where, where she went, but she was like, holy crap, these people have, you know, I think it was like 300 and something apple trees in their back, like big backyardy kind of farmy situation. And she's like, I want to have that. Um, and just had so much gratitude for trees or something. I feel like I'm not telling this story exactly as it was. Um, but she said she had this moment when she moved into one of her big houses that she has. And she's like, I want to have like an orchard or something like that. And she's like, I had the exact amount of trees that she'd seen in this other place. And she's like, it was all the power of gratitude. You know, she attributes a lot of the success that she's had to gratitude. You know, gratitude is hands down one of the most powerful practices to shift out of what you're experiencing right now is particularly if you're in that fighty, struggly, like sort of a place. Um, Because what gratitude does, it brings you into the moment of now and it brings you into surrender and acceptance. 
You know, so often when you're in that kind of fighty place of like, I hate where I am right now. I hate that I'm single. I hate that I don't have the relationship. I hate that I'm the last single friend. I hate that I've always got this relationship drama, like all of this stuff. When you're focusing on that, that's all that you see. And what you focus on grows. The more you focus on that, the bigger it gets, the longer you stay stuck there. And gratitude is so insanely simple. It just shifts your focus out of what is not working and puts your focus onto what does work. It gets you into the moment of now and it gets you into surrender and acceptance. You know, just before I actually met my husband, I practiced like radical gratitude. (laughs) Radical gratitude. You know, after like hearing Oprah talk about it and like, reading all of Eckhart Tolle stuff. Like I was like, okay, I got to try this gratitude thing. Let me give this a go. So like every single day I'd get home from work and like an A4 piece of paper, I don't know how many lines are on that, probably 30, 40. I would write down 30 or 40 things that I was grateful for about that day. You know, just from running, having running water in the tap, you know, being, having a healthy body that I could walk to work, you know, having an incredible job that, paid me money, you know, having the apartment that I lived in, you know, being able to see the trees that I could see outside. I lived near a park at the time, you know, the food that was like really close, new, close by. And I really made sure too, like any of the challenges that came up for me, it was like, look for the good in all of that. You know, I was a manager in a, on a hospital ward and there were some challenging people there. <laughs> there are challenging people everywhere, you know, that really challenged me. And I was so grateful for those experiences because I was able to have like, feel confident having difficult conversations with people. You know, I really felt like at first I was like, I hate this so much, but I made it my mission because I was like, I'm going to practice gratitude about all of this stuff. You know, I made it my mission. I was like, oh, okay, here's another one of these conversations. What have I learned here? What have I learned about myself? What skills do I now have? You know, just absolutely radical gratitude. And it's even more powerful. And I did this for a while as well. Just taking it throughout the day, you know, everywhere you go. What am I grateful for here? What's freaking awesome about where it is that I'm sitting right now? You know, we go through and when you start to bring awareness to this, you start to see how often we're just finding all the crap that we hate. And then you wonder why you end up in this place where you're like, why is life such a horrible struggle for me? It's because that is all I'm focusing on. Focus on the amazing stuff and you'll have more of the amazing stuff come. And I know you might be thinking, and I thought the same things too, where I was like, well, if I'm just focusing on all the stuff, you know, just in life in general, how is that really connected to like relationships and things like that? You know, I was like, if I'm just focusing on this, isn't it just going to be this more of the same? Um, And really what I want you to understand, all aspects of your life are connected. So if you're really grateful for the work that you have or, you know, the relationships that you have with your friends and your family, like all of that has this incredible flow on effect. You know, that is you getting into the flow of life. That's you appreciating your life. And when you're in this kind of place, um, and I don't think I've ever been back I'm trying, I'm going to get there, but getting back into like that period of my life, I was just absolutely like you hear people say this in the flow of life, like everything was just the most incredible opportunities just kept coming to me. These incredible ways that things connected and you're like, holy moly, you know, so even practicing this radical gratitude, you know, like I said, I wasn't loving the job that I had. Um, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is totally for me, but I'll love it. Like, let me have the gratitude for it. And this is what literally happened is like, 
I was sitting in my office one day and a guy that I'd worked on a project with like months prior comes into my office and he says, you know what, I'm leaving and I really think you should apply for this job, like the job that he had, this project role. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I have no idea. And I'd seen it advertised as well. And I was like, "Ah, no, that's not for me. But then he came and he was like, no, you should apply for this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this. I think this could be one of those opportunities. So I applied for it. I didn't think I did that well in the interview, but I ended up in this role, which I absolutely loved. Absolutely loved. Absolutely loved. And it was only eight weeks into this role that then the director of nursing at the hospital says to me, okay, um, so the manager position for that role is actually vacant. It's a higher paying, like significantly higher paying role version of this bigger, better projects, amazing. Would you like to have it? I was like, oh my God, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, so it's like I ended up and that role ended up being my absolute dream job. Like I've never had a job yet that I loved more than that job. I just absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it came about 100%. I 100% attribute it to this radical gratitude practice that I had. There's no doubt about it. And it was at that time, not long after I got that job, I actually met my husband, met my husband and we were dating and, you know, long distance because he's a farmer and wasn't living in Sydney, obviously, um, you know, so doing the whole thing. And then eventually he's like, I think a couple of months in, like six, six or more months in was oh, more than that, probably like eight months in was like, want to move. Like, I feel like we should just make this, see if this is a thing, let's do it. And I was like, yes, want to take this opportunity but I need a job. Like I can't come and just do nothing. Um, and then I actually saw this job advertised. It was a manager of a little hospital nearby um, and ridiculous, like ridiculous because these jobs do not come up very often at all. Like obviously smaller towns, all of that kind of thing. You know, so this job, I see this job advertised. I was like, holy crap. Like this is literally, I'm more than qualified to do this job and it's nearby. And then I went to apply and I realized that the person who was previously in that role was someone I worked with in Sydney. And the chances of that are like bizarrely nothing, <laughs> bizarrely nothing. Um, so it was like just this constant kind of like, holy moly, the way that things were aligning, you know, and I'm sure you've heard of other people talk about it, but I attribute so much of it to that, just that power of radical gratitude. You get into that flow of life where just the opportunities come. You know, so I really challenge you, take away this, like take this away, <laughs> get into a gratitude practice. You know, this is how you get into the flow of life. The opportunities come your way. I'm actually doing a bit of an experiment at the moment with this. So stay tuned for some results with that. But I do challenge you to do this. And if you're someone as well, because I know that this comes up a lot <laughs> where you're like, but I hate dating. Like, you know, if you're like, my love life is just like freaking shambles. Online dating is just, you know, awful. I'm sick of attracting the same kind of guy. Like, really, I want you to see that what you're focusing on there is the stuff that isn't working. The stuff that isn't working. You know, and I think this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see women make when it comes to dating. And I made myself, you know, I made these mistakes. I made all the mistakes myself. You know, I'm here because I've learned from them and I want to help you learn from them as well. 
you know, but a lot of it was saying, okay, look at all these jerks I'm attracting. You know, they only want one thing or they're non-committal or the this or that or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. But don't focus on them. And don't focus on the parts of them that you don't love. You know, maybe it is that one of them's like incredibly good looking, but also a total player. Focus on the fact you're like, ooh, super attractive. Leave the rest of it and just focus on that. You know, look at the kind of dates that don't go so well. You know, and this is exactly what I did in this time. You know, this is why dating ended up being an entirely different experience for me. Um, because I got into this place, okay, look for the positive in it all. You know, if a date didn't go well, it's like, okay, well, I'll take away that that was actually a really helpful learning experience. That's another date that I did that I feel really confident about. You know, not to mention the fact that I got to go to this cool bar and try, try a really awesome cocktail. Literally, I remember writing that down about a date I went on where I was like, okay, didn't go so well, didn't really vibe with him, but I'll take the good from it. You know, life, universe, whatever, it's giving you the experiences that you're having to help you learn, to help you grow, to help you get to where it is that you want to be. And gratitude is so insanely powerful when you can take the experiences that you have and say, okay, great. This didn't go to plan, but this is what I've learned. This is what I can appreciate here. You know, I hope this is making sense for you and, and how powerful this is. You know, and I know a lot of people too say, I don't even know where to start with gratitude. Like literally just start at the basics. Like obviously you're listening to a podcast. So you have a phone, an internet connection, you know, you probably have a car, a house, <laughs> running water, health, job, friends, family, all the insanely amazing things that you find in nature, like the sun that shines, the food that's on your table. Like there is so much to be grateful for. And sometimes I remember even experiencing that where you just write these lists and you're like, holy moly, look at what we have. Look at what we have. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. Like I'm going to so the second I end this episode, <laughs> going to get out my notepad and start writing gratitude. I have been inspired by myself, <laughs> but I so hope that this episode has clarified what acceptance and surrender is and why they're so important. If you want to manifest your dream love, you know, that, that it's not about giving up and saying, okay, fine, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. It's like, yeah, I'm single now and that's okay. That dream love is coming into my life. You know, so you have to have, to do this really well, you have to have that belief that that dream love is coming. You gotta have that vision and you have to be able to trust the process, knowing that your job is literally just to enjoy the moment of now. So if you have any questions, comments, you wanna tell me what you're grateful for, send me a DM on Instagram, you know, and let me know if you're gonna take this gratitude challenge with me because I'm doing it too at the moment and let's see what happens like I'm back to like a four piece of paper let's write down 30 or 40 things a day so if you found this helpful as well please also leave me a review and I'll be back very soon